Good to see everybody. Let's all stand. We're going to sing Amazing Grace. We'll sing the first and the last. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. 
Well, amen. Good to see you tonight. You may be seated. We had a great Sunday. Uh, God worked on Sunday morning in, in the hearts of people, and, and uh, we had a great turnout for evangelistic outreach. And uh, God's just working here at church, Faith Independent Baptist Church, and let him work in you. How does, how does God speak tonight? God is speaking. Are you listening? We're looking at this, and we're, listening, we're thinking about listening to God. Listening to God. And what I want to do tonight is I want us to look at how God speaks. How God speaks. I think we've got to be careful about how we correlate how God spoke in the Old Testament and how he speaks today. When you understand that. There are different times, different dispensations throughout the scriptures, the way God deals with people. By the way, if somebody tells you people got saved by their works in the Old Testament, they're a liar, they're a heretic. As a matter of fact, the faith that folks had in the Old Testament was incredible faith. And uh, I, I'd like to have that kind of faith. Amen? And so how does, how does God speak? If, if, if God speaks today, how does he speak? And, and if, 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 if I know how he speaks, I can be tuned in. You all remember the CB radio? Somebody has their, you know, Breaker 1-9, you know, and uh, this, uh, 10-4, you know. And uh, we used to get on the channel. Everybody, everybody used to have their channel. Chris, you still have your CB? Yeah, he's still, he's still red. Anyway, but, uh, but uh, uh, one, day, one day, Brother Bales, how many remember Brother Bales? He got on there, and I had a CB in, my, in, in, the, in the car, and a Dad was in there with me. And, and Brother Bales got on and said, Breaker 1-9 said, come on back. Who got there? He said, well, he said, this is John the Baptist. And the trucker says, uh, John the Baptist lost his head. We died laughing. We could, we were laughing so hard we had to, we had to get off. It was so funny. But you got to be on that channel, right? How many of you remember remember we had before cable? We had the antennas and the foil, and we somebody had to get up and fix, fix throughout, or somebody get up on the roof and everything. You know, people were falling off the roof fixing the antenna. Amen. And you had to try to get the signal. You understand that? We need to know how God speaks. Because if we know how God speaks, we can recognize it. And I don't know about you, but I want him to speak to me. I want him to speak to me. I want him to, I want him to direct me. Do you, do you say amen? Amen? We want him to work. We want him to speak to us. Now, I want you to notice some things. Let's get, uh, he, in the past, let's think about how he spoke in the past. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, and we're just going to, we're going to look at this, this portion of scripture and mention some others, and then we'll get into some things and some scriptures coming, and you'll want to write some things down, and, and these are only a, a representation of the vast amount of, of, of verses that we could go through tonight. Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3, now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy, uh, out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house. And unto the land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make uh, thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, what's, what's he talking about here? What's he talking about here? He's talking about direct revelation. God spoke directly to Abram. He spoke to he spoke to Adam in the garden, right? So there's direct revelation in the Old Testament when God spoke to him directly. You got that? 
Okay, the, uh, and number, no, the second way is he spoke in dreams. He spoke in dreams. Now, we've got to be careful, folks, because, because we can't give credence to our, green, our, our dreams today. We eat a, a pizza and go to bed with everything on it. We go and stuff chasing us and everything, and you see things in technicolor and surround sound. And, you know, and God told me that no, it's not, that's not what's happening. But back in the Old Testament, Dan, you, the example of Daniel, Daniel had dreams. There were dreams, and you notice, and you'll see the throughout the Old Testament. Uh, dream. What do you remember? Do you remember uh, Joseph? Didn't he have a dream? It's prophetical. See, and it, so God spoke in that way. God spoke by the written word. When did the written word start? Does anybody know? With Moses and the Ten Commandments, he wrote wrote them twice. There wasn't two versions, it's just one got broken, amen? And, and, and so the Ten Commandments, so the, the written word. And then uh, the prophets, how many of you, how many of you ever uh, uh, done, a, done a word search, a phrase search on thus saith the Lord, amen? The prophets say, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord, and everybody's ear perked up for the most part. And, and so he, he, he spoke through the prophets. Now there are no prophets today. Okay, Amen. some some people call themselves prophets, and and they're on medication or something. They bump their head or something, but they're not. There's there's no prophets. They're 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 they're, they're not anymore. And then uh, uh, through circumstances, through circumstances, there 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 were always the the, the the Old Testament is every page has a circumstance on it. Every page has something happening on it. So God spoke through circumstances. Now, uh, and he th spoke through angels. And, and you can read about that in the Old Testament. And then, then through the Holy Spirit. God spoke through the Holy Spirit. So, so that's the way he spoke in the past. Okay? Is he speaking any less, or is, is what he wants to say any less powerful than what he said in the Old Testament? Uh, than, than that he says today, no. What God speaks to you, when God speaks to you, it's powerful. When God speaks to you, it's important. When God speaks to you, it's supernatural, it's revolutionary, it, it is, it's wonderful. It's exciting that God, the creator, speaks to us individually. And he wants us to be open and he wants us to be listening individually. And so how does he speak today? Now I want to clue you in on this. This is very important to our study. This is very important that you get this because, because uh, and I'm not, I'm not trying that we, you know, the, the, the thing about us as Christians and independent Baptists, we like to systematize everything. We like to file things away and dissect things. Don't do that. Recognize how he speaks. Don't read too much into it and listen. Amen? Amen? We could say, we could call this, this series of messages, Got Your Ears On, right? Uh, look, look, look at, look at uh, Joshua chapter 1 and, and 7 and 8. Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. How does he speak to us today? The main way he speaks to us today. What's it say? Somebody read that for me. Let's read it together off the screen. Here we go. Only be thou strong and very courageous, 
that thou mayest observe to do all to the law. Stop right there. Circle that word law, or circle that word all in your Bible. Do according to what? Some of the law? Which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not what? Or to the left. Now, let me, now listen, listen. Don't, 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 don't get off track with it. Some people, I was talking to a guy today, he says, are you one of those preachers that preaches and then you just never return to the scripture? I said, no, I'm not. He said, I got this guy read scripture and he just never returned to the scripture. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, well, I'll give you our address. Or you can get us on Facebook. Don't, 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 don't read the word of God and get off track, get off context. Don't start, don't start reading what you, what you think it is. That's what I'm saying. And it says that thou mayest prosper whither thou goest. You know, a lot of Christians are struggling because they just won't listen to read the word of God and follow it. Exactly. How does God speak to us today? He speaks to us through his word. He does a lot of speaking. There's a lot of speaking there. Now if there was a Pharisee here, he'd tell us how many words and letters are in here. There's a lot of speaking in there. And this is to me. We had this fellow down at Independent. Now, God bless him. I love him. And, but he, but he, 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 he was of Jewish or, or, origin. He said, you know, this book is mainly to us, and you're just, you're just bystanders. And I said, well, that's, you, you can believe that, but that's, you're, you're, you're not. That's, it's to us. Amen. From, from Genesis, the first word in Genesis, to the last word in Revelation, the Bible speaks to us. God speaks to us. God speaks to us through his word. That's how he speaks today. That's why we need to listen to preaching. That's why we need to read the Bible. That's why we need to study the Bible. That's why we need to meditate on the Bible. It's the truth. It's the truth. By the way, it's the unfolding truth prophetically. It's unfolding. Every day, prophecy unfolds. And it gives direction. It gives us direction. It, 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 is, it gives us ability to make the right decisions. Man, we make some dumb decisions. And it costs. It costs. Some people make a, a bad decision for the last time and it costs them their life. The Bible, don't, don't make a decision. You know, I, I meet people all the time. Oh, I got a new career. Well, have you, have you talked to God about it? Well, there's a lot of money. We all, well, have you talked to God about it? Well, it's upward mobile. Well, have you talked to God about it? I ask people all the time. I've, for, for years, I've asked them, Miss Anita, I've asked them this. They said, we gotta, we got, we're going to move to another state, another town, got a job over there. I said, do you have a church? Now, we had some little lady visit us one time in here. She didn't smile much. She didn't say amen. Invite us over to her house. We sat there. I walked out of that house. I said to my wife, I said, she'll never come to our church again. How long have you been here, Bethany? <laughs> Ten years? Sixteen years? You know, I'm not God. I don't direct people to this church. God does. But when she came here and had her new job here, she found a church. She, she found it. She was finding a church. That was important to her.
If you're a family man, you need to find church, you need to be in church, you need to link yourself up with the church. And, 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 uh, and so, so it, it, make the right decisions. The Bible teaches us. It gives us special understanding that will challenge us. How many of you have ever heard a message and you say, wait a minute, I just, I, this is just too much to chew on. They got these protein bars now. You ever seen them things? And I mean, they, they must have these little tiny elves or something that get on them and jump on them. And, and put some more on there and jump on them. Because you, you take one little piece off and you chew and you chew and you chew. I bought one. You know, they cost $3. I threw the thing in the trash. I couldn't stand it. I said, man, I, I'm going to go get something I can chew through and be done with it. But you know what? That's the way the Word of God is sometimes. You get, you get, a, you get it and it, you, you just can't take it all in. It's overwhelming. And that happens when God speaks to you through his word and it hits you right here. And you're not ready for it. But it's right there for you. So God speaks to us through his word. Stay in his word. Love his word. Take it in. Meditate on it. And, uh, and stay with it. Then, then Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. And we could stay in Acts chapter 16 this entire message but Acts chapter 16 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And you say, what, what, what are your other favorites? All the other ones. And, and, and Acts chapter 16, I love Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, it gives us so much ministry and personal uh, teaching on our Christian life uh, that, it's, that it's incredible. It's just chock full, rich. Paul here is going, he's church planning, and he's excited about it. He's excited about starting a new church, and, and, and God is leading him. And, and, and if you look there, in Acts chapter 16, uh, uh, he's, he's going, and, 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 and he says in verse 4, it says, And as they went through the cities, they delivered them decrees for to keep that were ordained the apostles and elders that were, which are at Jerusalem. And so were the churches established in the faith daily and increased in number there. Now, now, when they had gone through out Phrygia in the region of Galatia and were what? Look at this. What's that? What's it say? Were, well, what's that? Forbidden, by the Holy Ghost. Forbidden of the Holy Ghost. Doesn't that, doesn't that, doesn't that, does that jump out to you? Yeah. Was that, was, was that, they were forbidden? Now, how do they know they were forbidden? I mean, did, did there, was there a billboard that said the Holy Ghost said go home? Let me, let me just tell you something. You have to be sensitive Amen. to the leading of the Holy Ghost if you're going to listen, to, if, you, if, if he's going to direct you. Now, he's there. He's in your life. If you're saved, the Holy Ghost is there. And when you do something or when you don't do something or you do something you shouldn't, the Holy Ghost. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, preacher, what about the conscience? The conscience is taken over by the Holy Ghost. Amen. They mesh together. I don't, you, you know, I, I, he uses that. Amen. You've heard in the Bible it says the conscience seared with a hot iron. Mm -hmm. And people, people have. But, but, but the Holy Spirit, when you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, God can do something with that. 
Did that church, did, let, me, let me ask you, did that town, you think that town where they want to go needed a church? Probably. I, I, I'm not so sure Paul didn't pray and say, hey, I want to go, Lord, let me go back to there and start church. But he wanted them to go to Philippi. They were forbidden of the Holy Ghost. And he wanted them to go to Philippi to meet uh, uh, this lady. He, he, he wanted to meet, meet the lady that, 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 that uh, the certain woman, Thyra Tyre, and, and, and uh, Lydia. He wanted to meet Lydia, and then he wanted them to meet that uh, girl with a demon and the, this bad spirit. And then, then the jailer and his family. And that was the beginning of the church. How in the world does God put a church together with them people? A bunch of women, a religious women at a prayer group, and a man shows up. That's bad. That's bad anyway. It had to be of God. Because you don't go messing with women when they're doing their stuff, unless God leads you. And God worked. God, you read the verse, it doesn't say anything about Paul, but God turned her heart to God and her family. And then this girl followed him, and finally he turned around, and the spirit came out, and then they put him in jail for taking the spirit out of the girl because she was making the money. And then there's an earthquake. They had the jailhouse rock, and nobody took off. And the Philippian jailer got saved, and all the little jailers got saved. That's the start of the church at Philippi. One of the most wonderful books in the Bible, encouraging books, talking about the church at Philippi and how he loved those people. And, and they were not the upper crust, the upper class of the people. They, they, weren't, they, weren't, the, they weren't the people you say you start a church with. But that's what the Holy Ghost did because he wanted them in that place. You see, when, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, it, it, it's, it's not when you're on the run and when you're, when you're when your life is a blur, it's when you stop and ask him to speak to you. The Holy Spirit speaks to you through his word. When the word of God comes to you, and the Holy Spirit says, yeah, that's you. That's you. You say, how do you know that happens? Because every time somebody preaches to me, I'm sitting there going, and the Holy Spirit's going, yep, that's it. I mean, I'm, I need to get a legal pad out. All the stuff's wrong with me. You think I'm kidding. I'm not trying to impress you. or to, I'm not trying. This is not an illustration. This is the truth. I'm not preaching. I'm telling the truth. God sits there and wears me out when I hear a message. Amen. I listen to a message on a recording, and I have to stop it. And I talk to God a little bit, and I go back on it. I talk to God a little bit. I say, this guy going to stop. Give me some relief. Say, so what is that? The Holy Spirit. And the moment, you, the moment you become sensitive to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Uh, he, you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26, put that up. John 14, 26, we're taught by the Spirit. Amen. You say, well, I just need to learn the Bible. I need somebody to teach me. He's right, in, he's in you. You say, what do you do? What do you do? Open your Bible and say, Holy Spirit, it's me and you. I'm here to learn. And then, and then the Holy Spirit, it says in verse 26 there, it, it, he's going to bring things to remembrance. Man, we need that, don't we? When we're out there and we're, we're shucking and jiving through life and, and, and something faces us, we need God, the Holy Spirit, to say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't forget, you're a child of God. Don't forget you got a testimony. Amen? The Holy Spirit 
He, he testifies of Jesus in John 15 and verse 26. He testifies of Jesus. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you testify of Jesus. It says, he shall testify of me. Wow. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. And he's in us. The, he will bear witness, 1527. He bears witness. You say, how does that work? Well, he bears witness in and through us. I, I, somebody said, me, I was told, she said, tell me about the Holy Spirit. I said, what, what is it? Said, He's God. Okay, tell me more, Pat. How does it work? Is he in the world? I said, he's in the, he's in the believer. He doesn't hover. You realize, that, you realize that when I preach the word of God and God fills me with his spirit, the spirit of God takes that word from me to you and, and, and works. When you knock on a door talk to somebody about salvation, the Holy Spirit here does the convicting there. You understand that? He's just not hovering around like a cloud. He's in us. He fills us. And when he fills us, it overflows. That's why, some, that's why don't, don't think it's strange when somebody hates you because you're, you're a good person. Because that's Holy Spirit conviction. When you raise your kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, the world's going to hate you. That's right. When you don't use the world's words, they're going to hate you. When you sacrifice to go to church, you read your Bible, and there's things you don't do, the world's going to, they're going to think you're nuts. I got this one guy, I led the fellow Lord, and every time this guy, if we visit him and he's there, I walk in, he gets up and walks out because he knows I'm going to talk about the Lord. Wow. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and, the, and the guy says, what, what's wrong with him? I said, nothing. He's just, he's just close to getting saved. He said, really? I said, yeah, he run, he's running. Wow. But I'll catch, God will catch him. So, so through his word, he works through his word, through his spirit. Now, now, now get these last two because these, are, these, these sound, people say, well, you know this, these, uh, by the way, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. And, and, and with all this, God the Holy Spirit speaks not audibly, but he impresses us to move here or there. He, he works inside us. He doesn't speak audibly. So, these last two are very important and very important that you be sensitive. We understand the first two, don't we? The Word of God and the Holy Spirit. But notice, he speaks through other people. Did you know that? Do you know, do you know as a... As a, as a as a husband, your wife sees things that you don't. And she'll say something to you, and you'll think it's out of left field, but it's not. It's God speaking through her. It's God speaking through her. And ladies, there's things that your husband sees that you do not. And when he speaks to you, I'm sorry, Jim. He speaks to us through our friends. You know, you know it's hard. It's hard when you have a friend that you really have to tell the truth to. But you will if you love them. And God speaks. God speaks. Now, speaking, God speaking through friends is not always correction. It's, it's encouragement, too. God speaks through friends. 
God, God speaks through our unknowns. People you don't even know. People you don't even know may say something and God may use that. I mean, didn't he speak through a donkey in, in the Old Testament? He's, let me say something else. He speaks through enemies. You know that? Sometimes enemies... God speaks to him. Saw that with Abraham when he lied about his his, his wife. There's just a, it's chock full of examples, but the Bible is. We must be careful what we say to others. You you need to watch. You need to watch. We we don't need to talk so much sometimes, and we need to watch what we say. If if that was me, I would. Well, it's not you, and you, you just need to keep your mouth off them. Amen. Because if you say the wrong thing, you need to be the kind of Christian, we need to be the kind, I need to be the kind of Christian that somebody says, Pastor, I need to ask you a question. Okay? Not where I say, you know, I was watching you, and I think you need to do this. That's, that's not my responsibility. I'm not like a. I'm not like one of those chickens going. I'm not going to pick. I see things in you. I see directions you go, things you you do and don't do, and everything. But God, that's God. God's got that. I pray for you. But we offer advice, and people listens to it. Listen to it, and they get in trouble. God's going to hold us accountable. And there's a lot of people who like to give advice. Huh? Especially when you get sick. You all take this. You all take that. You should do this. Don't eat this. Do this. Do this. this. Do you see this video? Do you listen to this? Listen to this podcast. Lord have mercy. Jeremiah chapter 28. Let me, let me, get, let me, let me show. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take some time in this. I wrote this down. I knew, I knew if I wrote this down, I'd, I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep, keep motoring, motoring toward the time I'd like to finish. But... I think this is important. Isaiah 28. Now God told Isaiah to walk around with a yoke on yoke. Remember that? Uh, I believe it's I believe it's verse uh, 20, verse verse two. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two full years, I will bring again into this place all the vessels of the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from the place and carried them to Babylon. Yeah. And I will bring again to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, and all the captives of, of Judah went, went into Babylon, saith uh, saith the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Then prophet Jeremiah said unto the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priests and in the, in the presence of all the people and stood in the house of the Lord, even the prophet Jeremiah said, the Lord do so and the Lord form thy words that thou hast prophesied and bring again the vessels of the Lord's house. And he says, he, he's, saying, he's really saying amen. Okay. So, 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 so look, look what Hananiah says. He, you know, Jeremiah's got this yoke, and he wants to show the children of Israel what, what God's going to do. But look, look at verse 10. Then Hananiah, 
the prophet took the yoke from off the prophet of Jeremiah's neck and break it. And Hananiah spake in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Even so will I break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, in the neck of all nations within the space of two full years. And the prophet Je Je Jeremiah, what did he do? He just went his way. But what, 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 what happened when he went his way? Then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the prophet, after Hananiah the pro prophet had broken the yoke from off the neck of the prophet, saying, Go and tell Hananiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Thou hast broken the yokes of wood, but thou, thou, thou shalt make them yokes of iron. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, God of Israel, I will put the yoke of iron upon the neck of the nations. And he goes on, and then, th th then he says in verse 15, Then said the prophet Jeremiah to Hananiah, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord hath sent me, thou makest this people to trust a lie. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will cast thee from off the face of the earth. He says, You're going to die. And what happened in verse 17? And Hananiah the prophet died the same year in the seventh month. Now you say, what, what are you saying, preacher? Well, other people speak to us. Other people speak to us. And sometimes, sometimes people, uh, sometimes people uh, speak to us in the wrong way. And we've got to know how to handle it. But God speaks to other people. Naaman, Naaman. Little Maeve said, if you go see the prophet, he'll help you. The prophet sends the messenger out and says, dip in the Jordan. Naaman gets mad. Naaman gets mad. And his servants say, hey, maybe you ought to try it. Try it. You'll like it. And what happened? God healed him. God healed him. He wanted, I think he wanted to give stuff to the prophet. He didn't want it. Amen? God speaks to other people. Don't, don't discount what people say, especially your friends, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Let me, let me give you something else. The last thing is God speaks through circumstances. You say, how, how, how do you know he speaks through circumstances? Get this down. Nothing happens anytime, place that God does not allow and see. Nothing Nothing happens. Nothing. Now, we think, well, you know, God didn't have anything to do with it. He has everything. He has to do with everything. He, he knows everything. He knows the circumstances. Now, no, no, notice this. God uses circumstances to guide us through life, not to destroy us. Now, I've told this testimony. I'll probably tell it a hundred times. But I, I'd been knowing James Haggerty since 2000. I've been trying to witness to him. Over 20 years, Darian. I lay in bed sometimes with tears thinking about James wanting to see him saved. I just want to see him saved. You ever had anybody like that? You just want to see him saved? Your heart just broke for him? And I've maintained a testimony. And you just don't maintain a testimony. You just don't. Just by happenstance. You gotta you gotta you got you gotta you gotta do it on purpose. I'm, he knew I wasn't perfect. But he always treated me nice and everything. And so we reunited a couple years ago. And just Less than a year ago, he had that heart problem. 
And it wasn't just a heart problem. He thought, I'm just going to get through this. It's just one vein. It was quadruple. And I told him, I walked in there. I said these exact words. God has you here for a purpose. He said, yep. He said, I need to do this. Wow. It was a circumstance that God was in control of, and he trusted Christ. Amen. Circumstances. There, there are circumstances. And so, so, so COVID... COVID, we, 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 we rue the day that COVID came on the scene, but God has done some things in people's lives and in our lives and in our hearts and in our minds that has caused us to trust Him more, to have faith. It's opened up the door to witness to people. See, you can make COVID political or you can make it spiritual. It's a, it's a big circumstance. It was a heart-wrenching time. It's, it's, it, you know, it's crazy. It's changed. Our, it's changed our whole way of thinking. But it's a circumstance that God knew was going to happen. And the, so that's how he speaks. Now, what are you saying, preacher? Well, I'm saying that, that we need to understand that God, how he speaks today. Get into your word. Listen to the Spirit. Listen to other people that you trust and let God speak through people. Sometimes somebody will say something crazy. Sometimes some people say something that will re reveal to you in your spirit that you need to sit down with them and talk to them about the Lord. Or you need to pray with them. And, and, and don't let the circumstances, people said, you say, how are you doing? They say, I'm doing okay under the circumstances. Well, what are you doing under there? The circumstances are just little signs and little orange cones and little detours and things that, that God guides us with. He's in complete control. And so he speaks. Listen to God speak through those four things. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit, people, and circumstances. David said this, Psalm 85 and verse 8, I will hear what God the Lord, God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, but let them not turn again to folly. Listen, folks. God speaks today. Let's focus on listening to him speak every moment of every day. Amen? Let's bow. Father, thank you for your the time today. We pray that you bless the invitation, challenge our hearts. May we, may we uh, home in on these, zoom in on these, make emphasis in our lives on these, these, these ways you sp speak to us. And Lord, we, that we would focus on them and that we would ask you to speak through your word and through your Holy Spirit, that we would ask you to speak through, your, through people to us and through the circumstances. And may we listen in Jesus' name. Let's stand with heads bowed, eyes closed. God, speak to your heart. Get alone with him tonight. Are you listening to God? Some people are mad at God. mad because some circumstance. Well, he was in charge. He was there. Some people are mad at God because of something they wanted. Maybe God didn't want them to have.
Okay, fellas, let's go to the back. We're gonna get, we're going to go to the back. We're gonna pray. Fellas, gonna to pray together tonight, and 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 ladies can pray up here. Okay, pray pray for Mona, pray for my uh, wife Pam, pray for Brother Paul Barnes. He went through shoulder surgery today. He came out. He got a new shoulder. He got a heel though. That's gonna be something. And so he got through that. I don't know where Arnold, Wendy are. Are they okay? Uh, maybe they're not feeling good, but but let's let's take. You got your prayer list. You got a prayer list, Miss Anita. You can you can kind of help up here with the prayer list, and then Tim, we can go back there and let's let's pray, pray. Let's go through the prayer list and let's take some prayer requests with us and pray around. 